Hi, everybody. Thanks so much for joining the Dr. Whisperer podcast. And I really just had to jump in before letting you listen to this podcast that we recorded yesterday at the Portico, purposely delayed it for 24 hours so I could really listen to the full-on and see if we needed to edit anything. And then decided, as always, no editing necessary. We're always going to just do what we do here and let it be real, let it be live, but it is very entertaining. Um, I did mention that I didn't want to go to the Banyan Ball, and the only reason I didn't want to go was because it was a Saturday night, and I was so exhausted, and I did not want to drive back to Tampa, but it was so good at the Banyan Ball, and um, a few great people mentioned in this episode, Beth Curley, Andy Gold, Colleen, um, we just really had a great time, so I hope you enjoy it. Pippa is certainly way beyond the character that is um, that is heard in this podcast. She is an incredible woman here in the Tampa Bay area that, um, you know, she has her degree in biology and double minor in chemistry and psychology and worked in a private lab, you know, doing all this great clinical research. So really, the best part about it is that she's so super ultra smart and gorge, and also very entertaining. So we hope you enjoy. Thanks for stopping in. Sometime. Hey now, Sharon Feckety here, Dr. Whisperer extraordinaire with my new BFF, Pippa. Pippa. Just the Pippa alone is an amazing name. I don't even want to go any further than that. Like them knowing that your name is Pippa is enough, right? Yeah. It's, it's a pretty good name. What it's is your different. full name though? Philippa. Philippa. So you know the story behind it? Okay. So being adopted, okay. um, Philippa and Pippa are both British origin. Um, my mom grew up in, in England and my dad liked Philippa, my mom liked Pippa. So <laughs> there's the nickname and there's my formal legal name. Oh my God. And they kept boring. our Korean name, my brother and my Korean name as our middle name and then added their last name. So it was, there was intentionality behind it. It's, it's cool. so amazing. So having a name Pippa is great, A. Um, being um, Asian and Jewish is also fantastic. It's probably one of my favorite <laughs> things in the world, having a best friend that is a Long Island Jewish woman. And now I can say I have another, and she's Asian and Jewish. It's fantastic. But another great thing that you're not going to get to see, audience of ours, is that she has a teenage mutant. God, I'm spotching it. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Backpack. I mean, it doesn't... With the masks? With the masks. With the masks. She's just not wearing a mask. You have all five masks? I have all five. Who's your favorite Ninja Turtle? Donatello. 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 (laughs) Have you seen all the cartoons and, like, all the movies? Oh, yeah. Oh, she has. I'm a big fan of Splinter because they all like pizza. (laughs) They all like pizza. That's for sure. All right. Awesome. Okay, so Pippa, let's talk about what you do. So this is the craziest thing. First, I'm going to tell everybody how I met you. This is great. So I go to the Banyan Ball as a guest of my bestie, Colleen. We love Colleen. And he um, is probably the only person that could get me to come to Tampa on a Saturday night because he's so great. But then I meet this. So this woman walks by me and she's wearing a gown and gloves and diamonds and a train. And I'm like in my head screaming, I have to know who that is. Like I didn't even care about meeting anybody else. I just had to know who she was. So 
that is how we met. I went up to her and I said, hi, I don't even know what I said, but I probably said something like, everybody's talking about you and your dress and the girls don't want to take pictures near you because you look so good. So let's take a picture. And my line, my one liner was, hey, you want to know the truth? Yeah. train is up. <laughs> you can curse on our don't podcast. Do it. Don't do it. Don't, don't do the train. Don't wear a train no. to a gala because bad. it's bad. The ladies, you would understand. Men that are listening are like, "What the hell? A train, train on a dress? What does that even mean?" Yeah. So, um, I didn't know this at the time, but this woman that I was speaking to that had this gorgeous dress with the diamonds um, is an AI. That is like the coolest thing ever. She AI, like a woman in Tampa Bay that I'm meeting at the Banyan Ball that I didn't want to go to, is an AI. So tell everybody about your company. So we are Next Machine. We are an, art- an artificial intelligence super competing firm. We are a year and three days old. Mm, and yay. we, <laughs> woo! <laughs> so we are a predictive analytics decision lab. We answer really large data driven questions, specifically in the healthcare vertical. And we have married the supercomputer, a large, just a large computer, married to a proprietary software that answers questions. It's incredible. So, of course, I also didn't know that you were in the healthcare space such as myself, us being on the Dr. Whisperer podcast, working with physicians for the last 20 years and understanding that they really, not all of the physicians that I meet with, some of them have a great understanding of technology, but I would say a far majority are kind of not up to speed yet with what's happening in the 2018 landscape. And God, I hate even that I use the word landscape. Landscape is so overused. The barrier of technological analytical maturity. There you go. It's difficult. (laughs) The struggle is real. The struggle is real. Finding people, individuals, especially in healthcare, that have really just old indoctrinated methodologies that have worked for so long. I mean, for an example, we take a look at the electronic medical record systems that Mm -hmm. are dinosaurs, but they continue to use them because they're accessible, they're easy to use. And then now as a technologist, we have to look at the ways to optimize uh, these systems and bring the value-based care framework mm-hmm. that can help practices and help doctors increase efficiencies utilizing technologies and helping them deploy the capabilities. So that's where we are now. That's what we look at. That's who we like to talk to. And it's interesting running into you yes. because you see that every day. You know the struggles. You hear it from not only the healthcare provider, but the patient's the staff. Yes. Well, I've had many um, friends say to me that they're not going to go to a physician's practice if they don't have EMR. So the fact that they don't even have EMR is the crazy statement, number one, that they wouldn't have an electronic health record. But I left a practice only five years ago before I opened my business that still did not have electronic health records. Now they have them now because, you know, I had opened a night division for them before I left and, you know, they were making, you know, hopefully enough money where they could afford to do that because they weren't incentivized through the government to have electronic health records and yada, yada, yada. But it is really kind of unbelievable. Some don't even have websites. So we're talking, we're talking really, really antiquated and you're very, very innovative so somewhere in the middle of that, right? Like, how can we have this discussion with physicians, 
practices, hospitals, healthcare organizations, so they could understand on a very basic human level without the Ninja Turtle backpack. Right? And now it's going to be tough. And I I think it's like, (laughs) it's making it relatable. So I always tell people we're up to speed on what I call the digital tsunami of health digitization initiatives that have launched in pharmaceutical companies, in clinical research, and then down to the private health and public healthcare professionals and understanding how to create a central source of truth and tell the patient's story mm-hmm. once. So it, a lot of times you go into the office, how many times, countless times, have you signed that HIPAA compliance form yes. or demographic you know, format? Mm-hmm. And then, of course, they take photocopies of photocopies of it, and then you take that out. Right. You know, you distribute it. So yeah. how can we create a unified story of a patient's mm-hmm. biological profile, their demographic, you know, to, to optimize the efficiencies because it's only going to drive ROI and help drive accuracy of care mm-hmm. for not only the from a patient-centric standpoint, but also from a business standpoint. Well, I mean, I think it's very commonplace today for a patient to go into a hospital and they want to tell a story to say maybe a cardiologist, but they don't have the proper information in front of them because the software that's used in one company is completely different than another company. Even so they, in the same office, we yes, see the front end yes, the back end, and they're yes. completely disparate systems right. that don't talk to each no. other. And that's it, a problem. <laughs> and it's such a big, it's a massive problem, and it is painful, right? So this is the, the, the feedback that I get all the time. It's very painful to go through change. It's very hard to train our staff. There's it's almost like some everybody in the medical industry is looking for something to blame for not advancing to the next level. And that really is what it's about. It's, it's scary for anybody that doesn't understand that technology is actually the answer that's actually going to be the thing that gets you to be a higher functioning practice, it's a higher functioning a doctor. Advantage, oh, my God, But yes. you have to stay relevant and yes. to have that foundational knowledge of what's going to get you from A to B and what's going to get you to your next growth goals and keep you relevant. Yeah. It's really difficult when you've been fed old indoctrinated methodology that has worked up till now. Yes. But what's going to give you that competitive edge moving forward? And you know, um, I've said this before, but I never intended myself to open a second company, a media company. It was strictly based on Every physician's group that I was working with that were so amazing, wonderful physicians, innovative, creative, preventative medicine, but they didn't even have a channel to get this information out. So if you and if you're not online, like you're just not even relevant. You just don't even exist. It's like the necessary evil, the yes. omnipresence nowadays. Yes. It's you hate to have it, but you need to have it. And if you're not gonna stay up on the content, then don't have it. But it's it's difficult, so I love the fact that you do that. Yeah. You bring everyone up I'm to glad you love it. <laughs> it's very hard because having to go in and explain this to people that don't have an understanding yes. of technology at it's all. It's really difficult. It's very difficult. So it's a lot of educating. Mm-hmm. And this was one of the reasons I was starting the podcast and starting to just one of have the greatest ways. It is. It's just educating people, right? The strongest modality for change. Yes. And you know, I'll be honest, as an entrepreneur especially with tech, mm-hmm. investors and C-suites always ask us, what is your biggest obstacle? And I said, educating the market. Yes. Finding data natives and data-driven centric people that understand 
what capabilities are out there and what mm -hmm. it's going to take for the transformation, whether it is the digital transformation or it's just rewiring your thought process, mm -hmm. which is to think what you see a lot. Mm -hmm. You know, it's got to come, I, it's very ground up thinking versus top down, but you, you have to look at the root cause and spend a lot of time in the question space mm -hmm. before you can even think to get to the solution space, but not a lot of, you don't find that mentality a lot. So it's having to re-educate. And, and really, that is what it's about. When I speak to clients about, um, even if it's just to get new patients in the door, or if they want to expand, it's, it's only about educating or breaking people out of the managed care, which is basically most of my clients as they're moving from... The complacent norm. Yes, the complacent norm. Exactly. And then moving them somewhere that they're, it's going to be uncomfortable in the beginning, mm -hmm. It's going to be growing pains, but ultimately it's going to be not just lucrative, but you're just going to be able to have a better life because, um, and the only way to do that is to educate. So it's exhausting, it's but it's so worth it. It's worth it. it. Yes, it is worth <laughs> my, it. My greatest advisor said, get ready to be uncomfortable yeah. because you're going to make your greatest growth gains, although it's going to feel really uncomfortable and uneasy. And you're not always going to have clear line of sight into the end goal, but know and stand firm that being uncomfortable will get you there and you'll start to kind of carve out those next milestones. But you have to be willing to go through those growth spurts. Yes. Hi. Now we're meeting new friends. So that was fun. We just had um, our friend Andy Rando Gold. Rando, yeah, Rando Runnin. Serendipitous. <laughs> Hashtag serendipitous. Yes, and now we're going to talk about where we are. We should have talked One about One of the only places in downtown Tampa yes. where you get two-hour parking. Yes, free. 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 Did, did you all hear that? Free Wi-Fi. Free Wi-Fi. Free two-hour parking. Awesome. I just filled up my water. That was right in front of me for free. There's um, places to plug your computer in. It's comfortable. There's baked, music. Baked goods. Baked smoothies, goods. Smoothies. Sandwiches. Oh, my God. And cool people. Way cool. And the mission of the Portico is Tell unreal. Them. Tell them what it is. So they really like to help the homeless get off the streets and help them get become service-oriented and integrating into life and what it takes to pay bills and all the mundane tasks that I think some people forget about and mm -hmm. what it takes and they, they give them a job and they create this and cultivate this culture of innovation and co-op mentality mm -hmm. which is really cool it's special oh it's fantastic and I love that Andy Gold is going to hear about yes. um, him walking up on the podcast when I blast it out and I, I tag him in it and I say well now Andy you got to share this podcast interview we just did because you walked up in it while yeah. we were recording. Walked right up in it. Right up in it. Like, hey. Like, hey. Bogo. Bogo. Smoothie. <laughs> <laughs> Andy, what do you think? Yeah. <laughs> so now, you know, we're getting the word out. So the Portico, the Portico. it's located at 1001 North Florida Avenue. And um, Chalette Davis is uh, is running things, man. She's, she's a she's coordinator. Awesome. Chief coordinator, director of WOW. You like call. that? Yeah, I do. Oh, great. Here comes Andy again. Andy, Andy. Yeah, all right. Buying, Here he comes. I'm buying the three of you Portico t-shirts. We're buying... You're getting... <laughs> what? We're recording this, literally. Medium for me. Like, she's Medium. small. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. We're getting t-shirts. Okay, so um, interruption number two <laughs> from Andy Gold, who we love. 
And he can interrupt us all day long if he buys us T-shirts. So he is currently at a register buying us T-shirts. Andy Gold, professor extraordinaire, former New Yorker, now a Tampa Bayite, um, HCC, entrepreneurial program. And um, him and Beth, they're killing it out there. So we love that Andy is interrupting us. So just to wrap it up for everybody, so you all know how fabulous um, this day has really been, and how great and um, blessed I feel to have been able to interview Pippa. How do people in the Tampa Bay area reach out and find you, Pippa? At the portico. How <laughs> <laughs> they find you at the portico. So, okay, we are in Andy land. And, um, we everyone just, gets a t-shirt. Everybody gets a t-shirt. And everybody should just follow the Portico Cafe because you're going to now see our pictures all over it. They now, yeah, and they now offer a rewards program and a value three pack for the cookies, yes. which if you've never had one, let's not lie. They're amazeballs. <laughs> oh my gosh. So yeah, well, now this whole podcast is uh, turned into uh, an interview about the portico. Who knew? Who knew? Who knew this would happen? And Alyssa is going to be sporting this t-shirt tonight, hopefully. I'm already wearing mine. She's we- Yes, Pippa's wearing hers, and I have a dress on, so that would be weird. But <laughs> who knows? Maybe later. Anyway, so getting back to how everybody can find you, what is the best uh, way to connect with your company and learn more? Well, currently... Besides coming to the Portica Cafe. Usually- <laughs> what is your website? Well, 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 the little fire that happens, so... <laughs> She's like totally on giddy mode now. <laughs> and I swear we've only been drinking coffee. It's the only thing that's happened. Well, actually, you're not even drinking coffee. I love it. I'm in it. <laughs> it's hysterical. No, so give me 24 hours, but then you can visit nxtmachine.co. nxtmachine.co. And then you're on social media. You're on live. Facebook, yeah, Instagram, Facebook, Facebook, and LinkedIn. And LinkedIn. Twitter, we and tweet, Twitter, we tweet and now you're podcasting. What next? So really, this is it. Like the fact that we have you here in Tampa Bay is incredible, and that you're going to um, blow out this healthcare thing. So all of my physicians that I right, we're going to change the world. One patient at a time. One patient at a time, and one social justice event at a time. Because everything that we get to do in business gets to translate into helping the world. So that's what we're doing together. It all started at the Banyan Ball. Oh, my gosh. And a, a painful train. <laughs> a painful train. Beep, beep, bo, beep. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, look for Pippa with her Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle green backpack. You will find her. It's gone viral. It's gone viral, and it is now here featured at the Portico Cafe. Thanks for joining us, Pippa. Thank you, you rock. Thank you for having me. Yay, bye, everyone. Bye.